Rod. I went to Arizona State. Rod. I'm a Sun Devil, man. State of the Sun Devils from Arizona Sports with Jesse Morrison, Jeremy Schnell, and Jake Anderson. After an ASU convincing victory against Nevada in the first four alongside Jake Anderson and Jesse Morrison on the phone, I'm Jeremy Schnell. I cannot believe this just happened, guys. They did it. They won. I'm not shocked that they won. I thought they were going to win this game. I'm no, shocked but like, by how yeah, they won. That exactly. was the best basketball game I've ever seen this team play. Not hyperbole. Just quick stats that are just mind-boggling. 64% from the field. 52% from three. They hit 11 threes. 71% from the line. And I know that's not a great free throw percentage, but for this team, they hit 17 and 24. They got to the line 24 times. The bench had 33. You had 36 points in the paint. The turnover margin was not bad at all. 11 to 7. They like literally it was like like Jesse said uh, before we turn this on the perfect basketball game. Yeah, it was incredible. I I was blown away. This was the best performance of the season. Um, this gives me a lot of confidence that they can make a run in this tournament because this is their second really good game in three games and yeah we've seen them put together two good games in three games but not two games like i've seen like this so they might just and for most of the u of a game they were hanging with them last friday so you know i am after this game i'm way more encouraged that they could get to the sweet 16 or even further now it, it just was unbelievably impressive um and jamiah neal yeah we, we need to talk about him. That guy was such a spark. He's been a spark all season. He's been, in my opinion, their best bench player. And boy, was he great tonight. He had the LeBron-style chase down block. I tweeted, LeJamiah Le- Neal. Uh, he, he was. <laughs> That's a good he, try, though, Jesse. I'm, I'm glad you incredible. tried. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gl- I, I'm glad you tried on well, that one. I, he had, he we, had the, we've he, gone too far, Jesse. We've gone too far without talking about DJ Horn going for seven for 10 from the field, four for five from three. He was incredible. Uh, also, uh, want to shout out uh, Desmond Cambridge because he went to the line six times. And not only did he just go to the line six times, he made all six of his free throws that he took, Jake. How come Nevada kept fouling everyone when they shot a three? Like, basketball 101 <laughs> is A, don't foul shooters, but B, definitely don't foul a guy behind the arc. That's, I mean, again, we're talking about I think, I think, so did Dez go to the line two times and make all six free throws? I think that's how that worked. <laughs> if that's how it worked, then it's, yeah, it's exactly what we were talking about. But I mean, you had one, two, three, four, five guys in double figures. I mean, look at Frankie Collins, who had, had four fouls, only played 13 minutes. Yeah. Also, Starter. Uh, sharing the rock was something that we've been talking about all season. 21 assists for this team. Um, I believe we go all the way back to the USC game. Uh, if I can remember, I think they had like seven assists, eight assists total in that game. The one that they lost which, at which the USC end the, game. the game, the one that they lost at the end of the season, uh, the final game of the regular season. Uh, yeah, I believe they had eight assists total. And today they had 21, including six from uh, Desmond Cambridge Jr. and four from Warren Washington. Almost like they know the team that they're playing against, Jesse. Yeah, really. I mean, <laughs> they, they're definitely familiar with this team, those two. 
and uh, it, it looks like it on the floor. And uh, I just saw this from uh, Josh Swam. He works in the media relations department over at ASU. Sun Devil Hoops shot 63.6% from the field. It's the highest shooting percentage in the eight-year Bobby Hurley, Hurley era. I just want to that, – that takes me to my next point, which is great coaching job by Bobby Hurley. It was just an excellent coaching job. He had his team ready to go. They did not play any sort of poor offense, any sluggish offense. They were moving the ball. They were finding open uh, men. Or, you know, they, they were taking good shots in this game. Uh, excellent job. They were, they were totally prepared. They knew what to expect. And, yeah, some of that's probably got to do with uh, Warren Washington and um, Des Cambridge Jr. But, uh, man, they, they just, just – you got to give your – you got to tip your cap to Bobby Hurley about – just how he, how ready he had his team today, and I, I think, I think they had a chip on their shoulder. I do, do not think they thought they should be playing in this first four because of you know how many quad one wins they had had this year and how many quad two wins they had had this year. I think Bobby probably said something like that, um, and that got them fired up to just come out there and and just kick some serious butt. To to the point about Dez and Warren. Obviously, Nevada is going to have the scouting report on how these guys play, having been there the last three seasons. So it should be no surprise. And we saw it early from Warren being kind of a point center with all those backdoors cuts that they had. And then it forced him into a zone defense. But Dez had six assists, led the team. Warren had four, and he was second on the team. Yeah, They understood that they were going to get doubled or they were going to get trapped and they were mm-hmm. going to have to give it to their teammates. And, and just as Jesse said, Bobby Hurley prepared them exactly exactly what was going to happen in this game it was it was a flawless basketball game I, I'm just blown away by how well they played also I, I want, just, Jesse before I let you I let you talk I wanted to ask Jake and you how many uh seconds do you think that uh, ASU spent trailing in this game zero no no because they, they were losing they, after the first shot and yeah, then after the it was like shot, three to like, two and then after it was three to two I think they took the lead and that was it yeah, because they went on a 13-0 run after they were down 3 nothing. They spent four, it's like 30 seconds. Yeah, they spent 40 seconds trailing in this game. Wow. Uh, wow. Only 12 seconds tied. Um, and I wanted to ask this of you, Jake. Um, is the streak continuing for Devin Cambridge and his, uh, and his uh, double-digit streak? I, I don't know if that ever went away earlier this year I, or not. It, it, the guy it I would I think did. the guy I would ask would be Josh Wom, so he would be the the number one guy to know. But I I do think it it did end right. Yeah, I believe I believe it ended a few a few games ago. Uh, but I either just, way, you know, he I, he was in double digits again, fifteen today. I just want to add one more thing about Bobby. I'm just excited to see you know the next few years and just how you know how he can elevate this program moving forward. Absolutely, I I think. Uh, there are some people that, you know, are polarized by the way that he coaches and, you know, how he is uh, very emotional about it. He, but he cares. I think that's the biggest thing that you can say about Bobby. Yeah, it's Hurley. passion. He and cares. He was a player. Yeah. And, and uh, I think his players respond to that. And you saw today in the biggest moment, um, they showed up and they played excellent basketball, more than excellent basketball. They scored the most points that they've scored all season. Uh, and 198 to 73 and are moving on to take on uh, TCU in Denver, Jake. 
I think the the craziest part is coming into this game, Keenan Blackshear and Jared Lucas were the two guys we were looking at, and they did nothing. Blackshear got in, got in foul trouble early. Jared Lucas was more so a facilitator than a than a scorer. And not that he's like a dominant scorer, but like it was just the defense took out the guys that were doing I mean, it took until eight minutes and thirty seconds left in the first half for Nevada to hit a two point field goal. Right? They were what, five of eight to start the game, and they were all threes. And it was like, yeah, this probably won't last. And they did shoot 52% from three, which is a phenomenal mark. Yeah. I mean, ASU allowed a, a team to shoot 48%, and they beat them by 25. Mm-hmm. Like, we we talked all year about how this is a this is a, a def- defense-first team that needs to get out in transition to get some easy buckets and get a lead and be able to hold on to it. And it didn't even matter. The defense played well, but it didn't matter because the offense was just so unbelievably potent. And I'm just really hoping that they can at least carry this over to TCU. And I want to know what the Horn Frogs are thinking now. Yeah, they're, they're probably pretty. I mean, they're they're rested, right? I think that's the biggest thing that you can say. Yeah. yeah. But the, but the problem was with ASU in the Pac-12 tournament, they were on a roll, right? They were playing well. They came off one of their best games of the season against USC, and then they ran into the buzzsaw of Arizona. But I think the biggest thing is they stayed in that game. But their legs got tired, and we talked about this on the podcast last week, Jesse. Their legs were tired. Now getting that extra day of rest, granted you have to travel to Denver and play in altitude, but I think ASU is is very uniquely qualified to be able to come off of quick rest and, and get right into it again. Also, they're accustomed to altitude. They play Colorado. They played Colorado earlier this year. It's not like Arizona's at sea level. Uh, They're, you know, they're, they're very accustomed to playing in altitude. So I don't, I don't think that's going to be a problem. Um, Just with the way they played, I just feel like they're going to have unbelievable confidence. And I, I feel like they're going to go in and actually beat TCU. Like I, I I think that's going to happen. And the game that we got to watch too on Friday is, Let's Gonzaga, go Lopes. Gonzaga GCU because, you know, you want the Lopes to win so that you're setting up a college basketball matchup in the NCAA tournament that involves two Phoenix area teams that would be electric. This city would finally, you know, be a college basketball town, <laughs> I feel like. And, you know, like I've said, you've got to pack Sun Devil Stadium with both fan bases and make it a fun time. Uh, I don't know if they'll do that, but that's just my cool. idea. It would be cool. Yeah. Um, as, as Jesse's been saying all year, making the Sweet 16 is not that hard. It's not. I, it's, it's, it, well, 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 I, I, I those are your exact words. <laughs> I'm going to backpedal on that. Oh, okay. That now that my, we're in the tournament, you're going to backpedal. That was my take when it was like, oh, you only got to win two games. I guess you has got to win three games a little bit harder. Which Jake promptly brought up right away when ASU made it to the first four. He said there's there's a little uh, hole in your logic. <laughs> because ASU has to play three games to get to the Sweet 16. Um, real quick, Jake, I wanted to get your thoughts. Bobby Hurley Jr. really could have brought us some happiness at the end of the game. Um, Jesse... Uh, had a conversation with Dave Burns. Uh, you can listen to the Burns and Gambo every day from two to six. The Burns and Gambo. The Burns and Gambo show every day from there you go. T- two to six on Arizona <laughs> Sports, the local sports leader. So Jesse, you had a conversation with Dave Burns as he was walking by, um, and I believe he um, he, he said or he 
alluded to the fact that ASU would never score 100 points. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so so kind of bring me uh, through this. Take, take me through this whole thing. So I just jokingly was saying that ASU was going to win 100 to 70. Wow, um, we were so close. That actually wasn't and, too far <laughs> off. And Bernsey walks by me in the office today, and I go, Bernsey, you excited for ASU to win 100 to 70? And he goes, uh, if ASU scores 100 points, I will uh, have my child name uh, my grandchild uh, Jesse. So that, unfortunately, because of a missed layup at the end, by Bobby Hurley Jr. Two missed layups at the end by Bobby Hurley. So there Jr. will be no Jesse Burns. Jesse yeah, no Morrison Jesse Burns. Burns. Yeah, Jesse Morrison Burns. And it, it could have worked even if even if yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hold on. If somebody has to uh, name their kid. Uh, after me, it's gonna be like Tom Brady, where he's Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. It's gonna be Jesse Allen Morris and Burns. Like that's wow. that's what's gonna happen. So you know what? On Friday, I'm gonna walk by Burnsy and say, uh, "Hey, Burnsy, ASU is gonna score 100 points. See what happens." Uh, you won't. <laughs> I I just I I want to talk a little bit more about this, Jake, because the fact that we were so close to having a little Jesse Burnsy would have been just absolutely incredible for the rest of time we would have just known about this also uh bobby early jr missed two layups at the end of the game this this could have yes hold on do i have to pay child support if this <laughs> child has my my name no because i can't afford <laughs> dumb <that>. question <laughs> but i can't afford it like you don't I'm have just, to worry I'm, about it i'm just it. wondering I'm he's curious. joking jake uh, also i wanted to ask real quick jesse would you have allowed if if the kid was a girl? Would you have allowed artistic license with the name and and been okay with him naming the girl Jesse with an I E instead of just an well, E? Well, I've actually seen some Jessies that yeah. are just J E S S E that are girls. Yeah, so it's fine. The wedding I was at last weekend, my friend's little sister Jesse with an E, just yep. an E, yep. just an E, just an E. Yep, there you um, go. So, yeah, the record, either, either way, it would have worked. For the, the record, the Burnsy Atlanta is thing. not expecting a grandkid anytime soon. Anyway, is that is that uh, is that for sure, or do we know this? Is it on the record? I mean, Dave Burns tweeted it. My son and daughter-in-law are not expecting. Okay. He also uh, said "bet" would be a strong word. <laughs> I, I would also say um, that I would have to probably go from the Allen to maybe an Alanis. So yeah, Jesse Alanis Morrison. You know, like Alanis Morissette. That would work. See, very close. Very close. Um, can we talk about TCU before we get out of here? Is that all right with you, Jesse? Yeah, I know okay. a lot about them. Um, well, a senior guard play, of course. <laughs> um, well, dude, that, that's how ASU won tonight. Uh, so Damon Baugh, he's a senior, plays point guard for them. Um, they play Texas what? tough. Did you watch that game? I I I, I did not, but they're, they're they lost to Texas by six. Texas is damn good, but but they're kinda... Texas is a final four. Here's the thing: Texas TCU beat the crap out of Kansas. TCU lost by fourteen to Oklahoma going into the Big Twelve tournament. Yeah, but they advanced in the Big Twelve tournament. That was then. This is now. Okay, so what is now? What do you what do you think is going to happen, Jake? I to I told you already. I'm not ASU. I'm not talking to you, Jesse. I asked Jake first. Well, see, you didn't put me on camera, so I could. You didn't 
I am on camera, but I can't see you guys, so I don't know who you're talking to based off of your facial expressions. Well, if Jeremy. you stopped talking over me, you would have heard me say, "What do you think is going to happen?" Comma, Jake. <laughs> okay, hey, Rick, well, you got it. Maybe start with Jake. Jake. Jake, what do you think? Is what do you think is going to happen? Can you mute him? Um, so I think because I, I don't think I don't think TCU would have like just picked one team to start pl- game planning for. But I think because of how this game ended up going, you're able to get that little bit of head start on on your scouting reports and what you're going to start telling your guys. I mean, they've been they've known who their opponent could be for a little bit. TCU, we were looking at the analytics of it. Like there's a I think it's a 24% chance that they're giving ASU to to do this upset. 6 and 11, I mean it happens. Um this offense has to be carried over to the next game, and the defense has to basically do what it does every game. Yeah, and you know, I've I've said I've equated the ASU to a baseball team to where they'll win two of three, but not necessarily three in a row. We saw exactly that in the Pac-12 tournament, as you said, their legs started to give out when you play a third game in three days. They do get the one day off, but you are traveling from Ohio to Colorado, which is not a short flight. Um, but you're at elevation. It, I think it does come down to in the last five minutes, and it comes down to veteran guard play because as cliche as it sounds, that's how basketball is. The big man gets <laughs> taken out because you can collapse on a big guy, which forces you to get the ball out, and the a shot maker has to make a shot. I mean, if if Dez is going to make that shot like he made from behind the freaking basket, like there's no stopping him, but I don't expect the ASU to play this well. Because how how can a team play that well, back to back games? Yeah. So, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be almost what we expected in this game. I was expecting a low scoring game. I was expecting like sixty eight, sixty four. Like I was not expecting an offensive explosion like this. If they can hold TCU to seventy, they got a shot. But that's gonna that's gonna be what's paramount. You you cannot let TCU get out in front. Cannot let them get confident. And with the ASU being the underdog. Remember, the crowds always love the underdog. Yeah. So if you can get the crowd behind you, you can feed off that energy. I mean, and these guys are, these guys are pumped. These guys are focused, and they're they're older. They realize this might be the last college basketball game they ever play. So, it, it, I mean, not that TCU doesn't have that, but it, it, this matchup is going to be very interesting to me, just because of how, I mean, TCU is is a better basketball team. Yeah. But it's not it's not a, a foregone conclusion that well, TCU is going to advance. I wouldn't say specifically. I think they're, they're they're about the same. I feel like because so Jesse, let me set you up real quick. In the past uh, in the past month and and almost a half, TCU has lost seven games. They've only lost twelve games all season, but seven of those twelve losses have happened in the past month and a half. And but to who? Big twelve sure. opponents who all made the tournament? Uh, no, Oklahoma State. Uh, okay, they were fringe. They almost made it. The first four out, uh, but they also lost to Oklahoma. So, like they lost. ASU them. lost Jeremy, to Washington School. Jeremy, yeah, hold on. It's the Big Twelve. Yeah. So you know, automatically, it's better. Well, yeah, obviously. The yeah, pack, because pack, you know, it's pack, the Big Twelve. Pack, yeah, Pac Twelve just not the just, conference of champions. Pac Twelve continuously has great success in the NCAA tournament, but you know, Here, they're just not as good as the Big. Here's 12. what Remember, I'll say: uh, who, who won last year? Uh, Big 12 team. Thank but, you. But, but, like, do you guys remember when UCLA made it to the— No, I remember who wins, though. Yeah, but do you remember when UCLA made it to the Final Four? And do you remember when Oregon State made it as, like, an 11 seed? What's almost winning? Losing. 
Why do you sound like me, Jake? <laughs> Jesse. I, I definitely don't sound like my, you. My point no, is. No, this is the I, Jake, Jake. This is the tier one Jesse. S tier Jesse. No, Jake. you're you're a troll. I'm I'm a realist. <laughs> I, I'm also a realist. Do it in the finals. No, you're not. Jesse. TCU started the season 17 and 5 and finished it 21 and 12. Does that run hurt them or does it help them because they went through a tough stretch uh, tough stretch playing against a lot of tough teams? Like I said, I think ASU is winning this game. I just like what about TCU is so great. Uh like you mentioned, they they've lost 7 of 12 games. Uh, like it just, they, they don't, they don't terrify me that much. Now, Gonzaga would, uh, even GCU would just because <laughs> there's, there's bragging rights there that go beyond just the NCAA tournament. Sure. Um, but yeah, this team scares me a little bit less than they did before I, uh, before I, before the tournament started. And, you know, everybody talked about TCU is good. Like I've heard TCU is good. TCU is good. I haven't watched – I'll be completely transparent here. I barely watched any or not watched any TCU bat, basketball this year. But, like, I just – from this performance, I just think it carries over. And ASU has experience playing in Colorado. And uh, ASU is a streaky three-point shooting team. And the elevation helps with three-pointers. So, is that true? Uh, What'd you say? Elevation helps you with three pointers. I didn't know that I mean, was true. From a yeah. scientific standpoint, the ball would fly farther, easier. Yeah, There's so less like you can pull up from, you can pull up from Air half thinner. court if you're open. Sure. Um, Mike Miles well, like, you know, is inside the Caitlin Clark shot. Sure. Mike Miles is a player that ASU has to watch out for. He's a junior guard. He is shooting about fifty percent this year. He's having the best year of his career. He is scoring seventeen point three points per game. So ASU's got to try and slow him down. They also got, you know, just a bunch of players that can rebound the basketball, which is something ASU seems to struggle with. Uh, I, I Not today, obviously. I, Warren did a good job cleaning up the glass as well as the other players. They, they had, um, let's see, 28 rebounds today, and uh, Warren Washington had five of those. So not great, but they also forced a lot of turnovers. If ASU can play defense the way that they have – in this game and uh, most of the games this season outside of UCLA and uh, one of two halves, two halves against Arizona this season, I think that they could come away with a win in this one. They also have to shoot the ball well, which is not something that they can do. They have done uh, in consecutive games very well this season. They have a really good game and then they come back and it's not falling for them. So hopefully it does work for them. Hopefully they stay out of foul trouble. Maybe they can get on the on the boards. Uh, they just it's a lot to to handle with a team that has experience. Who but they have also lost seven of their last I don't know seven of their last twelve games. I think it was. So it's going to be one a fun, of those wins is over Texas. It's gonna it's gonna be a tough one. They lost by five to Kansas. Listen. That, that's that's the point. Both teams are battle tested, and both teams have played tournament teams within their own conference to end the year. Yeah, so they're they're battle tested. They're ready to go. Like it could be another coin flip matchup. Is and I, I expect it to be a low scoring game. 
to reset real quick, Jesse, uh, ASU shot 63%, almost 64% from the field in this one. The one They won against Nevada 98-73 to 73 in the first four. Uh, shot 11 from 20, for 21 from three. That's 52%. And they ballooned out to an early 29-point lead in the first half, I believe, Jake. Uh, and 30-plus to start the second half. Correct. T.J. Horn hitting threes left and right. And they won this one 98-73. to 73. Jesse, final thoughts. Uh, I know you said that ASU is going to win. Uh, how does it go, though? Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a medium scoring game. So, you know, 60s, 70s, and ASU wins by 5 to 10 points. Uh, and then my other final thought is um, just FYI to the audience that uh, – Jeremy knows just as much about TCU as I do. He's just reading the team page on ESPN.com. What a guy. Thanks for calling me out. Jake, what do you think is going to happen in this uh, round of 64 matchup on Friday at 7.05? You can listen to it on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. It, it, it's it's a game to where I'm just I'm just looking at each game that they've played, TCU, sure. and I'm looking at the I'm looking at their three-point percentage. In the games they win, they're over 40. In the games they lose, they're under 40. And we kind of know, you know, 50, 40, 90 is kind of the barometer of good or not good. And I think it might be that simple. If they can close out on the perimeter and... And, and not foul three-point shooters like, foul like Nevada. <laughs> like Nevada. <laughs> if you can force DCU to be under 40% from, from deep, hopefully they can only shoot 40, 45% at the most. You, d- you definitely don't want them to get in the 50. Keep them off the line. Just do all these little things that add up and stack up, and and you might not win by 25, but as long as you win by one, that's all that matters. Can't turn the ball over. Like, you just got to—their offense isn't good enough to consistently overcome any of those flaws. Like, tonight, if their offense played like that, it doesn't matter how badly they would play on on defense, but— if they can do all the little things, which we've seen them do all year, and it's always kind of been the Achilles heel is the offense isn't always consistent, they got a shot, man. Right, and, and, you, and you will worry about Gonzaga or GCU later. It doesn't matter. Like, like, like Sunday is is a whole nother issue. Focus on yeah. Friday first. Yeah, and keep shooting threes, ASU. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- it, we've seen that if they if they shoot threes and they shoot it well, they win games. And I, th- yeah. I mean, I, it's 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 three point three points is more than two, right, Jesse? We've been saying this for years. Three points is more than two. Math so checks out. If, if you want to win basketball games in this day and age, you're going to have to shoot threes and shoot it well. Yeah, um, three-pointers are also good defense, like in the in a Mike D'Antoni sense. Three of, and you D. Know, yeah, if, if you're in a Mike D'Antoni sense of – the, the defensive philosophy is to score more points than the other team. I mean, ASU obviously doesn't have that philosophy. They play really good defense. but TCU begins if, on the road by 23. <laughs> it was early in the year. It was January if, 21st. Things change. You, ASU, uh, uh, listen, ASU beat. UCLA's lost one game since January. <laughs> ASU beat Creighton by 20 points or something. Yeah, that was literally in 2022. <laughs> I'm looking at 2023. You know, things happen. Teams, but I'm telling you that the confidence may be shot at this point for TCU. What are they going to be not confident about? Because they've lost seven of their last thirteen, or whatever the heck the number is. It's not like ASU came into this thing on on a good on fire. I mean, it was the U the, of A win which gave them. Con- if if Des doesn't hit that three four scored shot, they're not even in the tournament. 
Sure. But no, no, they don't. Sure, it's for sure not because it's a quad one win out the door. Right, but TCU is eight quad one wins, which is one more than ASU. ASU has that USC game to look back at and say, we can play that well. We can yeah. make those threes. We can play defense like that, and we can play toe to toe with teams like this. They also have tonight's game. Yes, but Total. right, but I'm I'm saying teams that are as good or on the same level as TCU. And my point with ASU is we know what they can do, but will they do it? And you, there are going to be games where you're off. There's going to be games where you have players off. What happens if you get in foul trouble? And what is TCU going to learn from tonight? Who are they going to go after defensively? Right. Like, it's going to be a mind game. It's going to be a chess match as well. And point uh, bench points as well. I mean, that was huge tonight. Uh, 33 bench points. Like, Jemiah Neal has to continue to play at oh. this level. Right, like I have one more thing to say. Austin Nunez might be back. Yeah, and Maybe. I have one more thing to say about this as well. Luther, Luther, he well. is that his yeah. first game in double digits this no. year? It might be. He no, played. I think he scored one other, but but like <laughs> he made that little like two pointer uh, mid range shot that he always misses. <laughs> Good job, Luther. Good on Luther. Way to step up in the biggest moment. Uh, good on Luther. ASU, if they're going to be in foul trouble uh, like Frankie Collins was today, they need to get their guards off the bench to play like they did today. And uh, they absolutely came and showed up today. Gaffney uh, made a, a three as well. I, I'm just I'm stalling so I can look up and see if, if Luther had a game this year where <laughs> where he, uh, he did. I think they covered it. I think it was my my like story that Luther Muhammad leads ASU to a victory. Oh, they lost to Oregon and he had 12 points. And then uh, he had 13 against Michigan. Uh, he only had eight against Texas Southern. And those were his uh, oh, and nine against uh, Wazoo. So those were his okay. biggest outbursts of the season. But yeah, uh, besides tonight, where he had six, uh, twelve. Good on yeah. Luther. Happy to Go see him. Luther. Happy to see him contributing and and playing well off the bench. It's good for his confidence, and ASU needs him to play well if they want to yeah. continue to move on in this tournament. Uh, I here I'll I'll share my prediction, then we'll get out of here. I think ASU ekes out a victory against TCU, um, but I. I'm going to say the same thing that I said about this game, even though I was wrong. I think they'll be down at half, and they'll have to make some adjustments at halftime. Um, I know I was wrong about that today, but I, I just I see that happening in this game against What's uh, your deal TCU. with them being down at halftime and having to make adjustments? Superstition. I said that for this game. Maybe if I say that okay. again for the next game. All right. Got it. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. How do you, good. you good with that, Jesse? Yeah. Can, can we go? I got to see if my mom's still awake so I can help her with the ESPN bracket system thing. All right. Well, that's going to do it for State of the Sun Devils. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at AZ Sports Devils. You can read Jake's game recap on ArizonaSports.com. Uh, ASU wins a big one here in the first four, 98-73 over Nevada. Their biggest scoring outbreak of the season. They now move on to play Friday against TCU at 7.05. That can, can be heard on the Arizona Sports app and on 98.7. For Jake Anderson and Jesse Morrison. Jeremy, hold on. What? Hold on. What? When the Globes play? When do the Lopes play? Uh, I I don't know. It would also be Friday. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but what time on Friday? I want to know. Can we can we talk about this probably like tomorrow? I don't like. I think there's this thing called Google. Yeah, probably tell you. Yeah. Yeah, but like it takes me away from my camera, and I don't want to. 
Like, what time bad. to the low? I, I, I was doing 4 so well. 4.35 p.m. There was, you go. I was doing so well on the outro. For right ja- before you plays. For Jake Anderson and Jesse Morrison, I'm Jeremy Schnell. We'll talk to you hopefully, yeah, Friday after the game. Yeah. Just mute, Jesse. What? Say your chow. Chow.